idol worship is. Okay? Watch this. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the Lord? Is it there? Is the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the, com- the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Is it there? For we, though many, are one bread and one body. Is it there? For we all partakers of one bread. Observe now Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifice partakers of the altar? What am I saying? Paul is saying, what am I saying? Listen now what he's saying. That an idol is anything or what is offered to the idol is anything. Stop there. What is it? He said, flee from idolatry. Huh? Then he says, I want you to know that an idol is anything. Or the food offered to the idol is anything. I'm speaking to wise men here, he says. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He says, the idol is anything that is the idol that these, that these people worship. The idol can be an idol. Or the food offered to the idol is also the same. Now, did you understand that? He says, flee from idolatry. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the table of the Lord? Come on, come on. I'm going to just say it. It's just simple English here. He said, all the blessings that you get from, is it not from the cross? Is it not from the cross? Everything that you ever have, is it, did it come from the cross? So he says, that's the cup of blessing that we bless from. Is it not the communion of the Lord? Is it there? That means every blessing comes from the communion of the Lord. Communion means the cross. That the blood and the body means the cross. That's what we're celebrating there, the cross. Every blessing that you got from finances to everything, is it not from so this table? When you go onto this table, this is where I get everything from. Literally, everything should shift, if you understand it. Okay, now watch this. So he says, now, an idol is anything. Or the things offered to an idol is anything. Now, do you understand that? So they offer food to idols. Yeah? Why do they offer food to idols? And then the deal was, in those days, I don't know how, is it, how it is here, that you go to the idol, okay, and the family eats off the food that is offered to the idol, thinking that it becomes a blessing to them. That's what idol, how idol worship works. Idol worship works that they offer the food to the idol, okay, and because of the idol's power, you eat the food of the idol, and then you are blessed. Then, do you understand that? So he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. The idol can be something, or even the food offered to the idol is the same. So, but he says, hey, guys, flee from idolatry. Is it there? Okay? Flee from idolatry. He says, the cup of blessing that we bless is this one. Okay? Is that, is that clear? Okay, now watch this. Okay? Now watch this. Where are we? 20? 19, 19, 19, 19, 18, uh, uh, 19. What am I saying then? That an idol is anything or what is offered to an idol is anything. Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice, now watch this. Now you must not, if you have been a, a, a person who didn't know Jesus before, do not get offended by this. What he's trying to say 
is not that their gods are demons. You must understand this. He's saying, please understand, a lot of people have misunderstood his words. What he's saying, he can be saying that, but that's not the main point here. The main point here is that you might call, as a Christian, their gods, their idol demons. But he says, the table that you're eating from, if you believe anything to give you life, you're eating from a table of not God, but demons. That is the important part. If you are believing chicken, that chicken has a power to give you life, he says, against that, he says, now you made something that is maybe nourishing and good for you and all that, a table that is demonic. Demonic, the word demonic there is controlling, manipulating, under bondage. You must understand it. That if you believe that that chicken can give you life, or that carrot can give you life against this, we got very, gone very far from Christianity. The holy sacrament was the holy sacrament. This was life. But if you think now that all these things can give you life against Christ who died, he says, it is controlling and you are in bondage to it. The word demonic, look at the word demonic, it means in bondage to. You are in bondage to something. Now, do you understand that? Very important. I'm just bringing the Holy Sacrament back to the charismatic circles in a proper way. Pastor Ben, in the right way, right? You have to understand what is going on when we take communion. Now watch this. Verse 21. You cannot drink... Verse 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Is it there? Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Okay, we have to get it. Why are we sick today? Hmm? Why are we sick today? Look at what it says here. Go into 1 Corinthians. This is 1 Corinthians, um, this is 1 Corinthians 10, right? Just go into 1 Corinthians 11 and look at this. Huh? Look at this, what it says here. Hmm? Says verse 30. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 30. But you must understand he's talking again of the cup. Verse 27 says this. Verse 27 says, Therefore, whoever eats bread and drinks of this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner. Okay, you see? So they're talking of the cup there. And so verse 30 says this For this reason, many are weak. Is it there? Many are sick among you. And many are dead, for they have not understood the Lord's body. Hmm? Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you see what I'm trying to say? What he's trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that table, when you go there today, that is everything. Can you believe that God, God was looking for a solution? Please understand. God was. I'm not even going into this Sunday today. I'm just trying to set the base because it's so far now from us that we don't understand it. 
God, ladies and gentlemen, was looking for a solution for your financial problem. God was looking for a solution for his hearing. God was looking for a solution. God was looking for a solution for his hearing. The cup of blessing that he blessed us with for that solution was the cross. God was looking for a solution for your heart problem. God was looking for a solution for your marriage. God was looking for a solution for your financial problem. God, the creator of all the universe, he was looking, I need to save these guys. So, God, I mean, the guy, the, the one who's so wise, beyond all wisdom, his solution was the cross. You, can't, you have to understand it. We can go to the doctor, we can go to the lawyer, we can go to the chicken on the table to draw strength from. We can go to the carrot, we can go to the juice, we can go to different things to get life from. But God's solution for the whole thing was the cross. And the rest were blessing. Not that they're not blessing. I'm not saying you must stop those. But they never take priority over the cross and the Lord's table. Uh, there's no way that your bank manager can take priority with his loan over what the cross it can give you. The cross is the one that releases the bank manager to give you the loan. The cross is the thing that releases your wife to trust you again. The cross is the thing that will release your husband to reconcile with you again. Hmm? The cross is the solution. Cross is the solution for that. The cross is the God with all the wisdom could only find one way. I mean, we would have had so many different ways. Why don't you call? Uh, why don't you call um, the minister of uh, this? And why don't you? I'm just trying to say, if it was up to us, be humans. When you, when you have a problem, when you sit at home, I'm having, my pro I'm having this problem with all the guys persecuting me. I'll tell you what, why don't we uh, uh, speak to so-and-so? Why don't we get so-and-so to write this? Why don't we get uh, someone to defend me here? God is looking at the heavens, from the heavens, and says, there was only one solution I had. That's the cross. He has thought of it all. There's nothing, I mean, you can, you can think of, your financial big problem, all that they, God, if you end up to Him, He won't be sitting and having board meetings on what the solution is. He just had one solution. And when we go to the table, we're going to the table as the primary solution. If we don't go to the table like that, He said, you're drinking off tables of demons. That's what he's saying. He's saying you're trying to get your blessing, you're trying to get your salvation, you're trying to get something from something that is perishable. That thing can't even give you life. That thing itself didn't resurrect. That chicken, when it died, it stayed dead. That's
please understand what's going on. Jesus. The wages of sin is what? Death. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That means everything some every time something dies, everything, every time something, someone or something dies. What is that what does it mean? Uh, life, yeah, but the wages have been paid. The wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. It means every time something dies, it's pain for its sins. Everything has sins. Everything is born into sin. Plants are born into sin. Animals are born into sin. Everything has sin. There's unintentional sin and intentional sin. Unconscious sin. Hmm? Some dogs have very intentional sin. Okay, as you grow up in consciousness, the intentionality of your sin becomes more. When you go down through consciousness, like fish have unconscious. It's unconscious. But the more intelligent you get in consciousness, the more intentional in your sin. Is that clear? Okay. So the table, every time something dies, it's dying because of the sin nature in the world. Is that very clear? So every time something dies, the sin wage is paid. Is that clear? That is why they sacrificed doves and lambs because they were so innocent that the doves and the lambs could pay the sin wage. Only innocence, innocent debt can pay sin wage. A sinner dying can't pay the sin wage. That is why, do you understand that? In the Old Testament, a dove or a lamb has to die because it's innocent. And therefore, because of its innocence, it pays for your sin wage and its sin wage. Is that clear? Okay. So lambs and doves have to die. Innocent animals have to die to pay your sin wage. That is why you eat chicken and lamb and all these things. Because when you eat those animals, it's a wage of sin that is being paid. That's why it is nourishment. It's nourishment to you. A chicken is nourishment. A lamb is nourishment. A fish is nourishment. Because the wage of sin that can kill you just got paid. You understand that? On whatever level. But not on such a big level. Therefore, it can give you a bit of nourishment to go forward. The less sin the animal has, the more power you have to go forward. That's why carrots are good for you. Because a carrot never planned to kill anyone. That's why leeks are good for you. Cabbage is good for you. What is the other thing that are good for you? Tell me, tell me. Broccoli is good for you. Right? They have blood in it. Do you understand? So when it dies, because it's innocent, then my fish is better for you than cow. Because it's more innocent. So when that dies, it really pays and there's life force that comes out. This is mystical stuff. But I'm trying to tell you about what you're going to have. This is so innocent. So innocent. That if a chicken dying and his innocence can pay your wage and you can have a bit of nourishment to go on for a day. Hmm? If a fish dies and can make you go on for two days. If a carrot dies and it can make you, because it's so innocent, can make you go on for one week. The Lamb of God. He died. 
it should be able to save you from every situation from every situation that's why they sacrifice innocent animals and that's why in other religions they sacrifice virgins and little babies and stuff like that because they're looking for the innocence do you understand sacrificing is throughout the sacrifice system is throughout the world incas did it everyone sacrifice innocence they're trying to look for the most innocent blood because if they get that you're true All the pujas in the world can't match this. Where they all sacrifice, you know, carrots and fruits and flowers and virgins and little babies. But all those little babies that the Incas killed cannot match this. When it was not raining on the land and when their land needed rain and they needed fruit to come out of the ground, they will take innocent babies and throw them down Incas used to do it. Have you seen it? And then it would rain in the land. Do you understand it? Because innocent blood has been spilled. Man, you want rain in your land. You want prosperity in your land. You want help in your land. You need abundance in your land. Oh my God, innocence. Innocence, innocence, innocence. This can make you fruitful. This can make you multiply. This can make you bountiful. Trust me, the only way is you're going to get healed. The more you understand the cross, the more your healing and your restoration and your prosperity and your abundance is coming to you because innocence has died. That's what you're holding in your hand. That's what you're holding in your hand. I want you to understand it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Understand what we're doing. My God. My God. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Don't just eat it. Don't just eat it. Don't just drink it. This can save you. Can you believe that when you're sick, that when you're sick, that you will go to a doctor and you will take medicine. When you're sick, you'll go to your Vedamatya and he'll give you some innocent plant. And you really believe with all your heart that that thing can heal you. Man. Come on, come on, come on. Go deep into what I'm trying to tell you. Your solution to everything in life, when you have a problem, you go to your bank manager. What are you trying to prove to your bank manager? And now this should open up now. You know, to ask me the loan, can I have 10 million rupees, please? When you're going to the minister and he has... He has suppressed you. What are you trying to prove to the minister? Come on, come on, come on. When you go and meet anyone and you want a favor from them, what are you trying to prove? Innocence. If they see innocence, heaven and earth moves. If the bank manager looks at your credit report and if he sees that the debts are not paid the debts are not paid he does not give you your loan do you understand the debts were all paid 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 if you can eat the carrot and because of the innocence of the carrot you can get nourishment oh my god can I eat this what am I going to get? 
I'm not just going to lay my hands on this and drink in a religious way. I will not just put this in my mouth in some religious way. I will know the power of this. You're going to meet a bank manager tomorrow. You're applying for your loan tomorrow. You're going before a judge who's going to determine a court case tomorrow. What you need is innocence. The chicken can't give it to you. The carrot can't give it to you. No one can give it to you except for the innocent blood. Do you understand that? The attack will stop on your life. What is the enemy looking for to destroy you? What is the one thing that attracts the enemy upon your life? Can someone tell me? Sin. The wages of sin is death. What are you getting from this? Innocence. 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 So that the attack can stop. Your financial problem can stop. One go in understanding the power of the cross. So now please understand this before you put it in your mouth. I have to explain to you what you're doing. Every day at 3 o'clock, the Hebrew people, every day at 3 o'clock, will slaughter lambs and doves and innocent blood is spilled every day at 3 o'clock and it went on for thousands of years thousands of years 3 o'clock lambs and doves were killed 3 o'clock why? because the people knew that if they want to prosper if they wanted that loan if they wanted their body to be healed if they wanted them wanted the right things to happen to them that slaughter of that animal at 3 o'clock needs to happen while the high priest 2,000 years ago was slaughtering the lamb at 3 o'clock Jesus Christ, the lamb of God at 3 o'clock was slaughtered for you so that that sacrifice can stop forever do you understand that? and at 3 o'clock the people and the Hebrew people and the people of God believe that when that animal dies it pays for all their sins and after that their lives can be restored do you understand that three o'clock it happened and it's happening again here it happened two thousand years ago but in your life for your personal life it's happening again after this everything gets transferred onto him all my sins get transferred onto him that's why he dies why does Christ have to die? Because he takes my sin and the wages of sin is death. My burdens, my problems, my persecutions, my mistrust, my uh, anger, my sorrows, my cancer, my eye disease, my diabetes, my leukemia. Hmm? Everything that was supposed to come to me came on the animal that was slaughtered, that was innocent. Then my God right now my attack my persecution my sickness my disease my financial problem is being paid for in full do you understand that do you understand that wow now let's drink let's drink jesus 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 into the holy place past the rivers and all
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Is that clear yeah. about the blood? Yeah. Blood needs to be spilled. Why? Because of the inheritance. Uh, why don't you get the, the, uh, the Al Maktoum's money in Saudi Arabia? You don't get it because you're not the blood. It's as simple as that. Hmm? Why don't you get uh, uh, the, the, the money that you see on news and all those things, right, in this country? Because you're not of the blood. You need to be of the blood. No one is going to give a stranger anything. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm getting there. Hearts. I'm getting to hearts. Okay. So the blood covenant was everything. That means something needs to be done on the outside. Religion was always something needed to die on the outside. Okay. Now we're getting there to the message. Something needed to die on the outside. Something need to happen on the outside. Religion is that. A puja from the outside needs to happen. A lamb from the outside needs to die. Something, a circumcision from the outside needs to happen. Right? So that you can get your inheritance. Okay? But God was always wanting the heart of man. And that's right from the beginning. It was they lost the heart of God. Spiritual debt caused physical debt. So what happened to Adam and Eve was they lost the heart of the father. Okay? And God is reinstating right in this, in the New Testament, that nothing needs to be done on the outside any longer. He's doing it in our hearts. Okay? And that is why the Bible talks about the circumcision in the New Testament that is not a circumcision of the flesh, but it's a circumcision of the hearts. Because in previous traditions, blood needs to be shed on the outside. Something needs to die on the outside. A chicken, a, a, a fish, a, a lamb needs to be, die on the outside for energy to come. For healing to come. For the puja to work. Something has to happen from the outside. But God... In the New Testament, that's why it's a mystery that has been hidden throughout ages. He's bringing it from without, within. Okay? That, that is the story of the cross. The foolish message of the cross is simply that the blood covenant has been done. And now, from the outside, nothing needs to happen anymore. Why doesn't it need to happen anymore? Because the Lamb of God, who was the most innocent, more innocent than any goat, any lamb, any fish, anything that you can ever imagine, was slaughtered and was slain, so that now, by faith, we need to attach our faith into that, and then it brings a resurrection from the Spirit within, so that it can move it out. Because trust me, you already believe it. You already believe that when the fish dies, and it's like, wow, this fish, 500 calories, and it's uh, omega-3, all these things, it's all good, right? Uh, this thing, when it dies, I get that. When this thing dies, this comes into me. That's what you think. It's not in the fish. It's in the way you think. When, yeah, 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 I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It's, it's in your conscience. 
It's in your conscience. You are saying this thing that died is going to give me life. Hmm? Whether it's a cabbage, you're thinking, this cabbage is so good. This thing, when it's consumed, it becomes me. I and this cabbage become one. You become what you eat. You understand that? This thing died, you're already thinking that. But the power of it, it everything has error, everything has sin. So when you eat it, you, it doesn't give you the fullness of what the innocent blood of Jesus can give you. Do you, you understand that? It's not just food, it's not just energy, it's everything. It's inheritance, it's blessing, it's everything. It's everything that comes to you. The innocent blood of Jesus before you go into the table. Okay, so that is why in John 6, Jesus tells them this. He says, my blood is food indeed. My, is drink indeed. My body is food indeed. They've come because they're hungry. He says, your fathers ate the same thing in the wilderness and they are dead today. He says, but eat of me and live. Oh, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, because everything is in error in the world, innocent, innocence needs to keep dying so that errors are fixed. Please understand this, okay? Innocence needs to keep dying so that errors are fixed. That is why martyrdom starts at 40, and then they start martyring people at 40, then people are martyred at 30, then people start getting martyred at 20, and suddenly at 15, people are being martyred, and then suddenly, 11-year-old kids are strapping themselves up with explosives and they'll be martyred. Very soon, the land will fall. Because it's getting innocent and more innocent and innocent and innocent and innocent. And it cracks, trust me. The more that happens, blood is being spilled. Innocent blood is being spilled. Innocent blood. God himself says, innocent blood cried out to me. You, know, you, know, you, you, you get how this thing works. So innocent blood shifts the inheritance. You can own a place. You can own a house and you can call it your own. It can be passed down through a bloodline of your father who was an alcoholic. Here, please hear me out. And he, his great-grandfather was a gambler. And previously, his father was probably a king who passed it down, but his father was also a womanizer. And now you inherit, you're born and you inherit a house. Okay? And suddenly, some mother's son... comes, and over some issue, you lend some money to him, something happens, something changes, you give some money, and suddenly you realize that through the court case and through the issues, suddenly you owe this man money, you who comes from a kingly family. And now you're owing the money to this guy, and he's about to take your inheritance. How did it happen? It all depends on your bloodline. It all depends on your conscience. If a man... Who, who wins the court case? Who wins the court case? Innocence. What? Blood. The more innocent blood will always win. Will always win. And a lot of us are born into different bloodlines passed down through generations to us. My God, my bloodline, my, my father is a saint. But his father was not a saint. <laughs> you understand that? Right? Okay, so, and his father maybe was not a saint. So how did all that, now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, uh, I, I'm far from being an aristocrat, but I'm sure there are many people who have been aristocrats here. And how come you don't have what your great-grandfather had? 
What's been passed down? You're, you're losing your innocence. And the more your blood gets contaminated with the error that you're doing, you keep losing the land. Unless you got a greater blood. Are any clicks for Merchandani? That's that. Bang. Yeah. Unless you got a greater blood. There's no chance. It happens like that. It always happens that the more innocent thing will get. At the end, it gets passed on, passed on, passed down. And you may be thinking, hey, that guy was, you know, I was not as bad as that guy. Or that guy is a real wicked man and he took it by force. But what you don't understand is you would have no idea what has been passed down to you through generations. So you think, yeah, I didn't do anything, but how come I lost, you know, I'm very innocent, you know, but I, I didn't do anything. And getting, yeah, it's been passed down through generations. Sin is passed down. Error is being passed down. It's called generational curses. It's been passed down, and suddenly in your generation, you are a good man. But you start losing things. And you're wondering, well, how come I'm losing things? I'm a good man. No, no, you're losing things. Nothing to do with you. It's Adam's fault. It's been passed down two generations. Therefore, now, how come a guy, when he's 11 years old, he gets, he, he gets uh, cancer? He's 11 years old. He didn't do anything wrong. It's been passed down through the blood. My God, if you think you can get your blue eyes because of your blood, if you think that you can get your hair because of your blood, if you look like your father because of your blood, that's all your eyes can see, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible talks about generational stuff being passed down. If your eyes can see blue eyes and black hair and all that, my God, let me tell you, there are other things that have been passed down that you cannot see. Like that gambling habit. Like that, that desire for ladies, no matter how much you love your wife. It's all passed down. Not, not all, uh, yeah, that you can't now say, I blame my grandfather. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you don't understand, it's, it comes hereditary, and then when you do things, you activate what is already in your blood. Trust me, you can, you can, have, hyper, you can have cancer in your blood, but till you do something, it doesn't get activated. You can be 50 years old and there's no cancer, and you're living a good life, till you decide to do something. That's why I say after every traumatic experience a person has, six months later on, he starts getting sick. Six months to one year. Why? Because the DNA that was in him, that was dormant, that was in the bloodline, suddenly got activated. Why? Because trauma, bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, intentional sin, caused what was now passed down to manifest. It's there, man. I tell you, it's, all, it's all here. Okay? That's why we need a more innocent blood.